Um, the beams apparently uh, are none the worse for the wear. Yeah, they're growing back with the quickness too. I didn't know they could grow back. I did not either. I'm not nearly as terrified as I was. Yeah, I'm like, oh, the two remaining beams can regenerate the rest of them. I'm like, oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's how convenient. Uh, what the hell was I worried about? Kind of. We exactly still had like. Like, when they said that, I was like, okay, well then, what is the point of going to the tower then? Well, because Roland made a promise to himself, <laughs> I'll go to the tower. Yeah, but that's I mean, just stupid. <laughs> I like, I don't know. Maybe this is just me being like, listen, like, so many people have been killed in this quest. Do you really like, is it really worth it? If it's well, not healing the beam the is all you needed to do, then fucking stop. <laughs> that's not what I, I, he's facing pretty much like an, he knows he's facing almost an impossible battle at this point because it's like the Crimson King. Uh, has killed himself, so he's undead. So he can't die from normal measures. And also, he needs the weapons that you are carrying in order to enter the tower. So you going there those weapons, and he could also use those to kill you, Roland, because you're still a human. Like, like if this wasn't yep. a stupid task before, it's even stupider now. Yep. Well, he made a point to tell Ted that the beams were not his quest. They were just a means to get to the tower. So he's happy to help, but that's not why I'm here. Yeah. And when we met Roland, I, he didn't even know why he was going to the tower. He just was. He was like a little, like, like a like a worker bee or like a like he was he was trudging along, like it or not, because he said he was going to do it. Goddamn it! He didn't know why he was going, but he was going. I didn't, to be completely honest, I still don't know why he's going. I was just thinking about that. I like, yeah. What is his motivation at this point? Because so many it people died, like he has to. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, maybe that. Like his curiosity is that strong. Like, or is the is the tower pulling him that strongly? Like, why? It can't be curiosity. Maybe it's gone. Maybe just maybe it's just caught. He can't not go to the tower. Well, that sounds like an easy cop out. I feel like Eddie would be yelling at me right now if I said that. <laughs> uh, go ahead, sir. Yeah, I I never I I, I think I'm I'm with Ali. I, I still don't really know why he needs to go other than we're six and a half books in. <laughs> yeah. It'd be kind of funny. It's like, you know, this shit ain't worth it. Uh never mind. I'm going back to well, where would he go back to? Where's home? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, that's true. I mean he's basically homeless if I right. <laughs> There's no Gilead. There's no where would he go back to? Fucking Magus? Is that place even still there? I mean that brings up a point though like what does he think is going to happen? Like, what's the plan for afterward? <laughs> like, he's going to live at the tower with the crink, the king forever? <laughs> he's going to go in the room and make fun of him because he can't get inside? <laughs> yeah. No, he's no, like, no. Make, make faces at him while he's out there on the balcony? <laughs> yeah, it's almost like they're like... This, it just feels like a Greek god situation where, like, Roland and the king are brothers and they're like jealous siblings and they're like fighting <laughs> yeah. with each other. And like Zeus is up there at the top of the tower going, you fucking kids. 
Like, I don't. And you're right. Like the king doesn't. You don't realize, I guess, or I didn't remember. The king kind of has nothing to do with this until like almost now. He's mentioned a little bit. Oh, well, he's not mentioned at all for a long time. And then a little bit, and then a little bit more, and then kind of into Song of Susanna and this book. It's all, it, then it's like all king all the time. No uh, pun intended. Or, well, maybe pun intended. <laughs> um, and so it's almost like where I don't really care about him. I, I'm, I'm not invested in him. Like, where did this guy come from? What the fuck? He's. I, I feel like he's a means to an end. So, okay, we got to go face him at the tower. Okay, great. And then we win, right? <laughs> well, I will say, like I was saying, this is the first time where it feels like an actual battle is coming. Because it's like, before it was just like, there's this crazy guy who's stuck at the tower, gone mad with power, um, and you might have to deal with him when you get there, but we don't really know anything about him. He just seems kind of insane. <laughs> and just, you know... I'm not saying you should, but if you want to leave your guns here, I'll watch them for you. Just say it. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, there's got to be another way. Go get fucking Cuthbert's slingshot. Where's that thing at? Or at the very least, yeah, go take out the king and then come back with your guns. <laughs> well, according to Dandelo, although that hoary cripple lied in every word, um, he he can't right that was as close as he could get as close as he was and i couldn't figure out how far away that was but or did he say he got as close as he could as close as he dared he, said if he... he didn't as close as he dared because he was afraid if he went any further he wouldn't be able to turn back so is that bad i don't know that's why i said maybe the tower is calling roland maybe he doesn't even have a choice like i think we've talked about that before i I've always seen the tower as like a force for good, but I don't, maybe it's not. Well, I don't know that it's necessarily good or bad. I think it's just a force. Yeah. Yeah, it's more neutral. Like the the uh, things that don't interfere. Um, I mean, the one thing <laughs> Roland keeps saying prime, is... Prime directive. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing Roland keeps saying is that he wants to go there and get to the top. So again, I don't know what will happen after that, but that's his objective. Yeah, he was very upset when he thought the king was at the top of the tower. Yeah. He's almost like chilling. It's, oh, he's only halfway up. All right, cool. Dumbass couldn't even make it there. And he's stuck outside. And <laughs> yeah, what did he do? Forget the key? Well, he didn't. They said that in this part. Um, something uh he doesn't because he doesn't have the sigil so but he oh, what was it he persuaded he did something i can't remember horatio oh my god i remember reading that earlier he Wait. was able to go ahead okay go ahead. i was gonna say he was uh let me find out. i have the page number he was able to somehow finagle his way there how about all the skeletons that were under the castle that that thing had been eaten for who knows how long? Well, where do they all come from? Are they, I mean, like, citizens? <laughs> you know, that's a good question. Because this is a passage 
to from one place to another. So what if you make a wrong turn? Well, that, that they did have to find their way through, so there's plenty of wrong turns to make, actually. It's true, yeah, you're right. So and they were trying to I remember like Roland's like he didn't have the heart to tell her that he thought left and right was becoming like bendable like time was. So he didn't think it mattered. They just had to find their way. Or something like that. She was trying to remember the last time she went and like nothing looked the same at one point. It was like he didn't have the heart to tell her that it probably changed. Something like that. I'm like, well, that would be awful. And never find your way out. So yeah. I guess. <laughs> but I don't think it there, did. I think she was hoping it didn't. I don't know that it um, I don't yeah, know. I don't know if it did or it didn't, but uh they definitely had a lot of bones and a lot of old bones. And I think every move I've ever seen, when you get an old bone, it like turns to dust when you touch it. And he's like, they did not crunch, but made a damp puttering sound that was somehow <laughs> worse. <laughs> okay. I don't, almost like a squishy sound. That's what I was picturing. I also didn't know like dry bones were flammable. Like maybe I should have known that, but I don't know. <laughs> well, right. Why should you have known that? I don't know. Well, like, I feel like the reason why I didn't think that, although never mind, I don't know what happens when. How often are... have you had a chance to burn a? a yeah, fever? I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it was the stern. I think the bone was more like a, acting like a torch or a candle, meaning it didn't burn like necessarily quickly. So you put oh. the stern like you would like with a candle or a you're right okay you know like a damp rag when they put that on a stick and use it as a torch like yeah so i think covering it in sterno was allowing it to burn a little longer and then when it got down to the actual bone is when she had to put more shit on there right uh one-handed while rolling was running 100 miles an hour <laughs> yeah. that's such a terrifying like in your face being thing right behind her and she i could see her like bobbing up and down while she's trying to do that and the didn't she drop something and then caught it again? That maybe a sterno can. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> something like that. Or I wasn't even sure. It was like, yeah, I don't know. And then she finally gets it lit, and it's exactly what she thought it was, but maybe worse. Broke yeah. on. That was horrible. I was hoping it would just be like a little boy being like, "Hey, how are you? Don't go that way." <laughs> oh, I found what I was looking for <clears throat> when we were talking about how did the Crimson King get to the tower. Uh, Roland said, undead or not, he never could have gained the top without some sigil of the eld. Surely, if he knew so much prophecy, then he knew that. Fimola was smiling grimly. Aye, but as Horatio held the bridge in a story told in Susanna's world, so Los, the Crimson King, now holds the tower. I don't know. Is that Billy Goat's Grove? That's not Billy Goat's Grove, right? I don't know. Who's Horatio? Horatio is like Shakespeare. Oh, yeah. Oh. Horatio Shakespeare, actually. No, I said that out loud. So what story is it? Uh, damn. What is this? Jeopardy? <laughs> Othello? Hey, Google. What story is Horatio from? Hamlet. Hey, Google. For what that means. Shut up. But... <laughs> So I guess. <clears throat> well, Hamlet. Wait, read that part again. Let me. 
Now I know. As Horatio held the bridge in a story told in Susanna's world, so the Crimson King now holds the tower. So is it like whoever holds the high ground type of? I maybe. He found his way into his into its mouth, but cannot climb to the top. <laughs> well, okay, I still understand how he got locked out on the balcony outside. Yeah, I and who and who did that exactly? Well, so he can't get in because he doesn't have the sigil of Eld. But I'm not, I'm still not sure how he got on the outside. I guess there he's What's alluding to sigil. It says guns. Undead guns are the sigil. You need yeah. some sigil of the Eld. Oh, so it's nothing specific, Dead just or, anything yeah, just, that. Okay, so yeah, the gun's definitely worth it. Um, it just seems like a really bad idea. If it, I mean, if he's not walking into a trap. I feel like although, he is. For sure. not. It's not only a trap, there's nothing gained. Like, yeah. like normally you go for a reason, you know what I mean? He's like... Well, yeah. I mean, he he's saving all existence. Sing the names. Why? <laughs> it's not going to bring him back. Why? Yeah. He's saving all existence, right? He already did. By saving yeah. the game. Yeah, but that was like just one of the plans. The king's still trying to rule the Todash Darkness. Uh, yeah, but if the he beams did, he, don't he break, then Todash Darkness the, wouldn't come. Well, well I don't have an argument. There could be a, a plan B. <clears throat> there was definitely another plan. Like the beams was just one of the ways he was going to bring down the existence, but I don't remember how you would bring down existence if the beams are doing okay. That doesn't seem to work. Yeah. I, wasn't it like either break the beams or gain the top of the tower. And right now he can't do either because the beams have stopped breaking and will regenerate. And he's currently locked out of the tower without a way to get in. I do think he could find a way to get a sigil of Eld though, or get someone to bring him one. I know. He's a goddamn like literally a hurricane when he walks past and he can't get like some kind of stupid talisman. Meaning, so like I do think there is something to be said about like he needs to try to stop him, but I don't know what the solution is. <laughs> I mean, I guess in so theory, we, if he doesn't get well, we keep saying that the tower is calling to roll in, and I think that's true to an extent, but with that logic. If he's trying to get someone to bring him a sigil of the Eld, hi, that's Roland. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. He's influencing Roland to bring him the sigil of Eld for what he thinks is some hypothetical noble cause. This is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't even need the guns. Hell, you got Roland. <laughs> or... <laughs> 
if we get to the end of this and the Crimson King has been the one manip- like manipulating Roland the entire time, I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> yeah, Roland's going to get there and he's already like in the tower, like hanging out, making dinner. He's like, oh, yeah, I found a single thing. I don't, I don't need you anymore. You can go back. Um, Finding my place. There are a lot of references in this too. Oh, I started reading Holly today. Good so far. It's interesting. There was some. It, it's actually weird when I read that because I want to highlight stuff, but I'm like, oh wait, no, I don't have to do that. And then, <laughs> but then I keep seeing like you know every book I read, I see Dark Tower references everywhere. So I almost wanted to highlight that stuff. There was a couple, and I don't remember what they were now. <laughs> Yeah, that's cool. I like Holly. She's like super OCD. Uh, oh yeah, she's like Monk. That's the thing I said that. So. <laughs> um, and she's no good at... Like, she has her own detective agency. We gotta watch The Outsider. Anyway. It's, Holly came from that. Um, oh. And... Uh, um, but she's no good at people skills. So, like, you know, people are upset because when they come to see her because somebody's missing or somebody got killed. It's, it's, it's like the first part I'm reading, like somebody's crying and she's like so uncomfortable with the person crying in front of her. She can't stand herself. She wants to run out of the room screaming because she doesn't want to, she doesn't know how to like act when somebody's crying in front of her. <laughs> yeah. It happens all the time because people come to her with problems. But that kind of thing. Uh, I forget what my point was. I think dark tower references are everywhere. Uh, that one too. Uh, there was something that I was like, "Oh, come on! Why'd you do that again?" And I think it was something from it. And I think it's like you said, Amber. He just doesn't. He just writes so much it comes up, and he doesn't realize he's doing it. I think it's like it's not. I don't think he did it on purpose. It's just yeah, you know, you know, like having a loon crying over the lake. It's just the way it goes. <laughs> he's not like I'll do that, and then they'll think of it. And it's like no, that's just you know, it's like. Wear a parka when it's cold, or a chambay work shirt, possibly blue when you're going out. Mentioned the JFK assassination at least five times. Did that already? <laughs> I know. I was um, like, again, of course, again. I think we have one in every podcast that we do. <laughs> I know. I think every section of at least this book has had some JFK stuff in it. I was like, I, I, I saw it this time. I was like, oh, come on. Like, all right, we get it. Clearly, you're getting ready to write a book about this shit. I wonder if also it was on his mind more because, like, he faced his own death and he was like, that was his hero, apparently, <laughs> who almost died, or who did die. Excuse me. <laughs> uh, yeah, very famously. Um, I don't know anyone else that got the top of the head blown off on live TV. It was before the uh, seven second delay. <laughs> um. It's yeah. He, I, I, you know, how he comes up. I, I think at this point he was probably about done with the tower, or had at least started writing eleven twenty two sixty three at least initially. Because forget because that's he said he had to do so much research for that. He did a couple of years of research, I think, before he even started writing that. Because it's mm-hmm. you know, historical fiction, 
So he was probably thinking about it or researching it or something at this point. Or he just really likes JFK because he brings it up all of everything we read. I think it's boats because like he's mentioned a million times, it was a watershed moment for him. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's almost fitting that we started with that book. It almost kind of makes more sense the further we move along. I'm kind of glad we did too because I don't know if I would care at this point. <laughs> You'd be like, JF who? Right. <laughs> Although I guess Ali, yeah. have you, I don't know if you've read that one yet. I have not. Oh, I know you guys have mentioned some stuff about it though. You should check it out. I'll send you the link for the podcast. Maybe if we do end up taking like a little bit of a break after the tower, maybe I'll try and bust it out then. Yeah, I like that story. I don't think Amber is a big fan, but I like it. It's a fun. It's a, it's like. It's classic Stephen King. I'll give it that, but it's not. There's nothing horror in it. it like, <laughs> uh, -uh. But it's just sufficiently weird enough at points for you to go, "Whoa, what's going on here?" Like the yellow card man. I also am like so much. There's like time travel math again, and I hate that. Like, <laughs> uh, you can't you, you can't overthink time travel math because you'll find holes if you start doing it. <laughs> It'll always break down. Um, but it, yeah, I I like that book uh it's it's, it's not, like it's not a bad book and if you love history then i think you'll like it because there's a, that's the other thing it's just so much like uh you know i don't know, if, so I don't know if there's parts where he's stalking st 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 oswald yeah um and he's interacting with people that were in real life interacting with oswald at the time so i think that's what she's saying you don't know how much of this actually happened and how, it doesn't really matter really because he's like making it, up like weeks of his of oswald's everyday life and his relationship with his wife and like the parents and stuff like that and like it is kind of cool but it's like you know what are they i call think that's that? all like, historical historical fiction. fiction yeah there we go mm. i mean it it's fascinating in that he probably did so much research and read so much on oswald to get a basic picture like a baseline of what his life was probably like and then he just made the rest up like i wish i was that good <laughs> oh okay so they were poor sometimes he beat her i think maybe she left him a couple times so they argued a lot they had a screaming baby he was kind of a piece of shit couldn't hold a job all right i got it And I mean, it like it, it felt much more like a detective book, if anything, kind of like because it was a lot of investigating and re like looking and wiretapping and researching and being undercover. <laughs> oh, it was a detective book, right? Mm -hmm. Would have been a shorter book if you just like just go back and kill him. Don't worry about whether he did it or not. Just kill him and let's see if he did it. <laughs> Well, right. that's the other and thing. Then, like, no spoilers, but it's a lot of repetition. Like you got to do this event a thousand times. <laughs> yeah. The day yeah, it changed my life. Ah, it's a good. So it's like classic Stephen King transported back in time to the 1950s, and he goes and finds a small town there, and then we do Stephen King things. <laughs> um. Anyway, we're way off track on that. Um. <laughs> So, yeah, they've run out of the mountain or whatever, and um, now it gets cold. Susanna's getting a monster 
I don't know, cold sore pimple thing. Uh, I, I guess that's significant because that's the only. I guess without the the cold sore, she would have laughed herself to death just like Roland. Because he's all like, "Beg your forgiveness, gunslinger." Like, no, wait a minute. She didn't like figure it out either. <laughs> she would have been sitting there right with you, laughing herself to death with her face bleeding on the floor if she hadn't smashed herself in the. And was that Deuces Machina? Hmm? Well, I she think it was. did mention that, like, it was kind of a weird mention where she was like, I've never laughed so hard I've smacked myself in the face, except for once when it was like, I can't remember exactly what she said, but it was like a bad feeling. And like, that was her hint. <laughs> but yeah, oh, yeah, that something was wrong. But that was also, but it, but not quite because it was right before she found the note, or it was like she was all discovering it at the same time. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It just felt really convenient that she smacked herself in the face. And then, and then like, it was almost like, God damn it, Eric's calling me. I mean, somebody's calling me. That's um, about Marianne's laptop. <laughs> um. Fuck, what was I just saying? Oh. Rather convenient that she slapped herself. Oh, the fucking asshole just kicked my headphones off. What? <laughs> Apparently my headphones were connected to my phone as well as uh, my tablet, and I didn't realize it. So every time I get a phone call on the 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 what do you call it, anchor. If, if when the phone call ends, my headphones disconnect from that. Um, and I've never been, I don't know how to get the headphones back on there while I'm recording, you know what I mean? So I'm not even gonna try. Because <laughs> um, it likes to randomly just end by itself with, for no reason. So I'm not gonna give it a reason. <laughs> I have to make sure, short answers, I have to make sure I'm only connected to. I have all these fancy headphones and they like to connect to like three of my devices at one side to make sure it's only one. Um, anyway, where the hell are we? I think we we're somewhere in 1963. <laughs> um, talking about Susanna. Oh, yeah, her cold sword thing. Yeah, she didn't figure it out. I, I gotta say, she just got lucky, I guess. And but oh, that's what I was saying. When Roland like, when her face starts bleeding, like he stops laughing immediately, and he's concerned. And there's not even, I feel like, how did he let himself get back in? Like he got out of the spell he was under when that happened. And then she goes in the bathroom, and then he like fell right back under it. I felt like he, I, I just. Seems like once he broke the connection, he wouldn't have went right back into it like like he did. Oh yeah, like, yeah that was he weird. He would have seen it for what it was when once he stopped laughing. I guess is the way to say it. I do think the like a laughter aspect, you know, is very disarming. Like <clears throat> nobody expects laughter to be the weapon. <laughs> yeah, or maybe too, like because. Dandelo doesn't have to focus on getting like both of them under his spell. He can really focus in and hone in on Roland. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's I don't what know. I'm thinking too, that it's like not by Roller's choice. <laughs> yeah. So, back yonder as you look aesthetic, beyond Fedex Underclap, beyond Thunderclap, the callus, and the forest that marks the border between Mineworld and Emworld. And then Lud, River Crossing, Western Sea, and the Great Mohane Desert. I'm like, well, we just went all the way back to the beginning. All right. <laughs> it's kind of, they haven't actually gone that far when you put it that way. <laughs> A couple towns over from beginning to end. Why did it take you so long to get to the damn tower? <laughs> Hell, the, the bug guy got there. He'd been there for a long time. How did he get there? I think we said that already. But you don't just wander. In, so he, what did he say? He's from like Nebraska, or is that just a lie? I, again, if he's like Pennywise, he's ancient. So who knows? <laughs> oh, yeah, time's weird over here. <laughs> he could be ancient and from America in 1962 at the same time. <laughs> um, well, I, I forgot what I was going to say. Again. Um, Roland's asking her. They got like a couple more days. Uh, we haven't really talked about the cold a lot, but like that cold really just hated that. It's like the one time we were actually, I think maybe the first time significantly, I can think we were kind of traveling with Susanna from her perspective. Yeah, and that's a good just, point. It was just uncomfortable the entire time. Yeah, she made just another reason I don't like her. Because the one time we we hang out with her, it was just like nerve wracking. And it's funny because I don't know if like reading her descriptions and her thoughts, I don't know if I started forming those after reading that or if I already felt that way. Because I'm like that, I I feel that same way when you're in that just like bone chilling cold. Like even the part where she's like, uh, you know, when they get. Uh, closer to the end of where we where they met Dandelion stuff, where she was like, "Is this cold worse than the day that I lost Eddie?" She's like, "Yes, it is. <laughs> like your physical uh, needs will outweigh your grief every time." <laughs> you know, my first thought was right. I'm pretty sure it was yours too. Oh, Mavlov is that his name? Maslow, yeah. Maslow, yeah. Maslow's hierarchy. Mm-hmm. You can't. Grief doesn't matter when you can't stay warm. It's just the way it goes. So it's horrible to think that you would have traded that and that, or not that you would trade like that the cold is worse than the day Eddie died, but in that moment it is. Because nothing else matters. If you if you're what is it? Uh, physical needs aren't met, then your emotional needs can't even be thought about. Yep. Yeah. So I wasn't surprised by that at all. I'm not surprised, but it's just, it's so fascinating. It is. And it's something you don't really think about. Like, on the surface, you're like, okay, well, so they're a little cold. Big fucking deal. We'll try to go do that for a couple of weeks. <laughs> Where you don't have a blanket at night, and you can't light a fire, and it's it's not, what did she say? It's not 32 degrees, but sometimes it's 34, 35. Like, not cold enough to kill you, but man cold enough to, you know, not sleep very well. That's for goddamn sure. Wasn't there one point where they were walking at night because it was too cold to try to sleep or something? Yeah, at first I didn't get yeah. that. And I was like, oh, because you can like burn, like use energy and try to stay warm instead of just sitting there. 
At freezing yeah. to death, possibly, yeah. yeah. I always thought, like, the morning was the coldest time of day, too. It took me a while to realize. Like, like four or five o'clock is the hottest time of day, and, like, eight in the morning is, what, like, one of the coldest when the sun first comes up. So that would... Yeah, so you're sleeping, like, late afternoon, I guess, would be the best way to do it. <laughs> and I remember, like, right before they started this, He's like, yeah, hey, it's gonna be cold, but you know, we'll make fucking furs and shit if we need them. Not a big deal. Like, yeah, well, how do you feel about that now? I know. I I remember <laughs> I, what I mentioned that I was like, I don't want to give it away, but these, these I, yeah, last words. I think we tried to talk about that, but yeah, that's what I wanted to say. Yeah, famous last, yeah, famous last words, motherfucker. I mean, you're gonna make it. Well, guess what? You didn't. <laughs> she nodded, not bothering to consider. Oh, when some folk. Oh, she's talking about Kennedy. Yeah, that's why I highlighted it. He was the gunslinger. I keep saying that, Jeff. Kennedy was the last gunslinger. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> like, they did used to say that in, you know, when he was president, they used to call him that. They called it Camelot, and he was the last gunslinger. Yeah, but, okay. I don't care. You could have told me that. Or you didn't have to tell me that. Yeah. As many, as many that, times as you have every fucking chapter just about yeah like we've heard that at least five times in this series so. and you probably know more about Kennedy from this than you do from anything else well that's what I was going to say but again I don't know how much of it is true <laughs> uh, well me neither for that point not the little details <laughs> I know you know that he did get shot uh and there was oswald was in the book depository See, and... like there's a lot of detail in this in eleven twenty two sixty three about the book depository and so every time i hear about that i'm like i have this image in my mind from oswald being in there and i'm like but that can't be real like <laughs> that probably was true most of that because he did have like a sniper's nest set up in there and all that um yeah, it's I, whatever. It, it it almost doesn't matter, but yeah. Yeah. It, but you know, it, it is. Can be like, I'm an Oswald expert, and let me tell you. <laughs> you be like, no, that's not what it looked like. It was facing this way, and the boxes were back here. And I'm like, how the fuck did you know? <laughs> I've been be in like, mind. <laughs> I, yeah, right. I did read Stephen King last night. <laughs> I'm not an expert, but I read Stephen King last night. Um. All right. That is the end of the podcast. Everybody say goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.